Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of Blacksmith's Furnace with me, Robert. With me, Pete. I like Mo out here. First things first, um, an update since last week's episode. So, um, Peter found out who who, who, who the babes was. <laughs> <laughs> and she listened to the podcast. <laughs> and she was like, oh, so you don't care. Look, I, which was I stand by everything I said because I did say that I didn't know who it was. And if I did, that might change my reaction. And also the fact that if I had said I wanted to work on a relationship, then I definitely did, which I do. And I did. Therefore, <laughs> after I stand. After forgetting, after he said that he would. Yeah, you know, I'm human. I I'm curious to find out who it is. Or you can see afterwards. Yeah, let's see afterwards. <laughs> You'll find out soon, actually. Oh. <laughs> This sounds like some EastEnders baby mama sort of situation. <laughs> okay. Well, who is yes. she? All right. Not um, sorry, not sorry? Cool. So our sorry, new segment. Sorry. Our new segment. I'm in the hot seat today. So I our, let's, our, let's our, hear what heresy is about to come out. Hey, please, like, be easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Be yeah, gentle. Yeah, yeah, it's cool, it's cool. You should see the grin on Peter's face. So, <laughs> have you heard of Horus? He sounds like an Egyptian god. He yes. sounds like an Egyptian god. There are, so he's part of Egyptian mythology. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there's also Indian mythologies. There are, um, well, those are the two I know of at least, that mimic the idea of virgin birth. Um, and I've seen the zeitgeist. <laughs> and, you know, dying for other people, etc. Based on that, there are arguments that Christianity has only borrowed from existing mythology, what's your response to that? Why do you believe it hasn't? Because as far as I know, okay, I could be wrong. But from what it said in the Old Testament, Old T- God predates all of these other religions. Sorry? <laughs> <laughs> so, mm. you said Indian religion, um, Egyptian mythology. Duh, 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 duh. Yes. The gods of... The God of back then preceded all of that. So, like, Adam and Eve came a long time before the Egyptians, Noah, Abraham, all of that preceded. Not necessarily the documentation. Not not the documentation, but them actually being of existence. So, so you're saying the storyline, the storyline is one that pre, uh, predates their mythology? Yes. It's not true. <laughs> no, there's some that are older than the storyline of, um, I think the uh, uh, Horace one or whatever is older than the Abrahamic story. But can you have the story of Horus without the world being created if God created it before? But then those writings weren't written at the creation of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Yo! I've never seen Robert do that. Give me a hard one. Okay, okay, okay. Let's try this, let's try this again. You squirming. So. <laughs> hey, it's I'm cool sorry. to say you don't know, you know. No, let's try. It. Let's it's try. It's important to say you don't know if you don't. Oh no, definitely. Unless but you get yourself into certain. No, but no, but I think you should at least try and formulate something before you say I don't know. No, because then you're BSing. It's, it's okay to BS a little bit. <laughs> you get yourself in the wrong situation, you know. It's like fighting. You uh, that's that, that's some preachers' <laughs> mentalities, you know. 
Because it's true. Because <laughs> see it sometimes. You can see. You don't really know what you're saying. <laughs> you don't know anyway, what you're saying. Uh, Alright, no, carry on, carry on. Hmm. We need elevator music here. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Well, I guess it's it's all well, like with anything that's that the cult religion, it's all like faith based. Mm. Okay. So, like, unless you were there, there's no one alive today. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe this guy's going now. All right, cool. No, it's true, though. Yeah, okay, yeah, it's it true. Is, it is. It is. Yeah, like, there's no one alive today who can say, "Yeah, I was there when all of this happened." Okay. So, with like, like, like any religion, or any religion worth it, salt. Um, <laughs> it's faith-based. Okay. I hear you. So it just comes down to faith and yeah. believing that the story of Christ is unique in and of itself. Yes. As opposed to based on these mm. other ones mm-hmm. that may have pre-existed mm. the story of Christ. I mean, it's like jumping off a building and believing you're going to be alive when you hit the floor. <laughs> faith? No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you know, can, can, can I jump in with that? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um, I've, I've, I've kind of, um, not faced, but I've heard of the same arguments. And... The funny thing is, the Old Testament narrative sometimes borrows um, both wisdom and narrative literature from other um, civilizations. So, such as um, I can't. So, um, some of the um, proverbs and stuff was lifted from other civilizations as well. So it's like things that he has heard, and I was like, "Oh, there's wisdom in this." He kind of puts it in some of the narrative as well. I can't remember exactly where, but some of the narrative as well, because the Israelite nation lived in Egypt. They lived in Babylon. They lived in different places. The, the narrative has been mingled with those narratives as well. And so in what we're seeing in the biblical narrative, we're also seeing glimpses of narratives of other civilizations that interacted with um, the Israelites. Um, now, that's not saying it was lifted and like we're the pagans trying to steal off them. But my argument would be that in the Bible, we see the fulfillment of it. So whilst they stated all of this, in Jesus, we have seen the fulfillment. In Jesus, we have seen the man, the God-man who has come down and who has actually fulfilled these prophecies. And the prophecies that, as you were rightly alluding to, there are about 2,000 prophecies in the Old Testament, potentially more, that were all fulfilled by the life and death of Jesus Christ. And so even if... Let's give it credence, even if it was lifted from that. In the man of Jesus, we have seen the fulfillment of it. And so we know that, like, Balaam wasn't a part of the Jewish nation, but he still heard from God. He was still a prophet of God who people went to and sought to inquire of as to how things were happening. So God was still interacting with people outside of the nation of Israel. And so it could very well be that these were documented, but, like, it was God who actually handed these down to these people who documented it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And so, but in the person of Jesus, we have seen the fulfillment. I haven't heard of a fulfillment in the, in the, Is, uh, in the Egyptian mythology or in the, um, what's, what's the other one? There's Indian. In the Indian, Indian side. I haven't, I might be mistaken, but I haven't heard a fulfillment of it. Mm. But Christianity is the only one that holds the claim that it has been fulfilled. So that that would be my that would be where I come from it from. <laughs> <laughs> to make you feel, yeah, I don't know if it'll make you feel better, 
But I only actually heard of this through The Truth's album. Mm. One of The Truth's album that he had Ravi Zacharias on. And he was talking about it. Um, and, and that led into uh, that, that introduced me to the concept. But yeah, I think for me, the argument against it comes down to the documentary evidence of fulfillment. And the fact that, yes, these may have existed. And to some extent, the fact that counterfeits of a real exist, to me, doesn't necessarily question the real, but proves it. The fact that God set in motion this idea of a kinsman redeemer, of a savior, and knowing that there is an enemy to God, mm. the devil, who would enact counterfeits doesn't actually surprise me it to me it actually proves the fact mm. but again as um, as david said like something like christ entry into jerusalem on a donkey is predicted to the day by daniel and so those sort of predictions those sort of all those sort of elements that were fulfilled in christ's life then give credence to his life being the one pointed to um, mm. by all these pro uh, prophecies. And the fact that those prophecies are documented well in advance, mm. like the Septuagint version of the Old Testament was a Greek translation of Hebrew text written, I think, 70 AD or something like, no, 70 BC, however many years before Christ. And Greek being very specific allows for us to see specific um, prophecies enacted in the life of Christ mm. and that gives him credence. So. I just thought about another thing as well where it's mm. like <clears throat> if Jesus stated I saw when the devil came down mm. it's like and from Genesis the whole Genesis 316 um, was it 3.12? Whatever. Genesis 3 narrative where the son of Adam is going to bruise the head of the, the yeah, snake and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like the coming of the Messiah wasn't unknown mm. to the devil. Mm. And so even in the case of it could have been like God who revealed it to different, or it could have been the devil who revealed it. And so there's, there's two different, I just, it just struck me now. Yeah. Um, so there's two, those two different um, paths that you can kind of go down just to almost give credence to the argument against yeah. Yeah. If, if it's from the other side. Um, yeah. Um, Sorry, I messed you up a little bit there. That's fine. <laughs> I think I think I'll give you. <laughs> this this could be taken off on a different tangent, but I'll keep it to to babes. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> Robert smiled like this is my area. <laughs> this is my speciality. He said, "Uh oh," but it's, it's it's a glad uh oh. Um, if statistically it's proven that there are more women than men on earth why can't you have more than one wife can i add a little something? yeah especially as people in the old testament have more than one wife mm. <laughs> um okay let's start with, with 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 the old testament all right let's go um I think if you look at the results of people having more than one life. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It was never good. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you take it back to like even Abraham, even though um, Hagar wasn't his wife, he was someone um, who he had uh, another um, a son by. Mm -hmm. And through that son, Ishmael, we have a whole new religion <laughs> created. Oh, yeah, the first baby mama drama. And then 
Was it the first? It wouldn't be the first. But yeah, it wouldn't it be the but yeah. yeah. And then if you look at multi-generation, <laughs> was I was I reading about? I think it was. Oh, who was it? Joseph's dad, Jacob. I, Jacob. I Jacob. Jacob. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was in his fault. <laughs> no, 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 uh, not, not, not Jacob. But like he had like two. He had he had Rachel. He had Leah. And then their concubines. Yeah. yeah. And then if you no, they're servants. They're servants. Yeah, servants. Yeah. And like if you see like all the madness that all the all the children were doing yeah. as a result. Yes, God used it for good, but if. Um, if he had just had Rachel as his wife, or Leah as his wife, whoever, mm. maybe it should be Leah because he was the first, she was the first one that he married. Again, it's a trick. Yeah, yeah, but marriage is marriage. It's <laughs> 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 so dogs. Is that your wife? She was. He was. He was. He was yes, <laughs> technically. Yeah, <laughs> for a whole seven years as well. Yeah, before Rachel joined. Um, so that that's magic, or picture that you're living with your husband for seven years, knowing that he's working for your sister. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you hit it first, so that's what that matters. <laughs> Back to that hit first. <laughs> yeah, <and> that's raging. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, looking to bring that now. Why can't we have um, more than one wife? Hmm. Firstly, it's against the law. <laughs> <laughs> In in the UK, in the UK, or in the West. Um, secondly, like going from what the Bible says, a man should leave his family to mm. to, to, to become one with his wife. Um, um, yeah, and like if you look at the way in society, it, if you look at. It seems like we're only ever capable of, of like look, looking after one other person at a time properly. And arguments can be weighed, can be mm. made to the, to, the, to the opposite. I agree with you, but arguments can be made to the opposite. I would say I would that if, well, I would say that if you're giving yourself to, to, to two people, then those two people will never have 100% of you because it's going through different two different streams i would say anyway so like you can't give so like i could no no don't actually no let me you the example because that'll be wild <laughs> so you couldn't give any to all of you if you're giving it some some to your, your side babes whoever she may be <laughs> Peter. <laughs> yeah no i agree yeah i agree um people that say you can um, even even when you see people um, in these like polygamous arrangements, they'll talk about there being jealousy and like anger because 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 they have to share mm. because you know people are not supposed to be shared in yeah. such a way. Picture that like some next woman just touching up your man in front of you. It's mad. It's crazy. But yeah. So what what about the flip side? Can can a woman have two husbands? I mean, that's a lot of work, <laughs> firstly. Um, no. <coughs> one is one is weird. Again, one, one is, is, is two of, um, to do with not being able to give yourself fully to someone. Mm-hmm. Um, two... It's a lot of work. You'll be sore. Please <laughs> 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 um, face. Jokes aside, 
I don't know. This is one of the dome. Because <laughs> <laughs> apparently there's a there's an African tribe where there's a like the women in the tribe have multiple husbands. Yeah, and like she chills at home and the men go do all the work and then bring everything back to her and then she divides it up between them. And that's just the culture of the of the village. Hmm. And I think she bears their children as well. And like all of them share her equally. And it's just Yeah, but how many of their children would you would you, would, you, would you be able to bear them? And who know who who's the dad? That's crazy. But yeah, I just thought for the sake of being PC, I'd flip it as well. Forget being PC. Anyway, cool. Uh, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into today's uh, segment. Does the name Howard Schultz mean anything to you guys? Schultz. Oh, it does actually. I don't know why. It's definitely some famous person, but yeah, I, yeah, yeah, no, I don't. I know I've heard the name. As soon as you say, I'm sure I'll find Former it. Former CEO of Starbucks. Who's running for president? Who's running for yes. president? Yes, 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 yes. So there was, there was this big thing during this week, in that um, people were saying that he was out of touch because he didn't know how much a box of Cheerios cost. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's boil it down to the to the simple things. People were we're making such a, a big so uproar about this saying that oh he's a billionaire so he, he won't be able to look out for the for the everyday man even though they've um conveniently not 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 speaking about the fact that he came from like the projects and he's he's like a self-made billionaire okay which is not yeah but you won't hear that in the media <laughs> and like, and like trump about, he got a small loan of a million pounds from his dad it's just small yeah, so think about that. I wanted to, th- I wanted to talk about um, are there any ways you feel like you've become out of touch? I mean, I don't know what a box of Cheerios costs. So. Do I? <laughs> it's such a stupid thing. Like, for people to be outraged about that is just silly. But, no, sorry, you, I'll finish the question. Yeah, so, okay, so. Let's start start off in like a, in like the church community. Do you feel like there that there are ways that that you become out of touch with with like any aspect of of church life that maybe has surprised you? <laughs> I was reflecting on this yesterday. Actually now two days ago. Um and I, I have found that for me. I function better in a small unit rather than a big cell, big organization or whatever. And so I tend to get lost and lose touch when I'm in a, when I'm in a place where there's a lot of things happening. Mm. And so because I currently am church-wise, I've lost touch of different things and I've almost become siloed in just my stuff in terms of with the youth and stuff. So I've become siloed in that and it's just how can I ensure that my area is thriving rather than how can I engage with church life? So I think um, for me, the bigger things get, <coughs> the more likely it is that I'll lose touch with things. I'm family orientated, I'm small unit or units orientated. So yeah, I, I think I have lost touch with just the wider church community and that's simply because of how much and how like how many people are there and how much is happening what does what does that mean what does it look like to have lost touch so i 
it looks like just saying hi and bye, not actually having genuine conversations with people, not actually um, knowing the people that I'm serving, not actually investing time with them, but almost putting things on for them and then me ensuring that them things are running and then I'm just back to trying to get the next thing up and running. So it's being more productive than actually being relational with them. <coughs> I think losing touch has an element of um, being relational. So in, in them arguing that this person is, um, doesn't know how much a box of Cheerios is, is not necessarily that, because he might not eat that cereal. He, he might Which have he it. said he didn't. He might like do something else, but it's more so the relational side where are you in contact with the people you're trying to lead? Do you know their needs? Do you know what they're struggling with? Do you know just the day-to-day -day stuff? So it's like, it's like me trying to advocate for single moms and I, I have no idea what single moms struggle with. They can argue that, do I even know the price of, of, of nappies? Which I do, but it's beyond the case. But it's just like... How much nappies in years? How much is nappies? How, how much is a bucket? Box Depends box? on which ones you want to get. If you want to get the Audi things, you're looking about £2.50. Nah, we need pampers, fam. Nah, fam, you're, you're, you're one of them bougie guys. Bougie. You're bougie. <laughs> I'm like, yo, fam, it's going to doo-doo and wee-wee. Audi will do. <laughs> £2.50. Big pack. Um, and that's just because... I am in that situation or I have contacts with people in that situation. And so I'm able to relate with them and able to convey different things. So I think for me, there's that relational aspect of are you actually engaging with the people you're trying to lead? <coughs> for me anyways. But okay, so with, with regards to that, there's an element of information gathering because I don't imagine, even if you are to say you are in touch, you would know, if you're in the church, you'd know every single person. And know what goes on with every single person, know what goes on mm. in every single person's lives. Like sometimes that's just not it's not feasible. Mm -hmm. And thus you'd have the you know assistant pastors or whatever that deal with various cells yeah. and like there's yeah. there's ways around it. Or even I'm thinking, I'm thinking in terms of this political um, uh, aspect of, of the conversation. I don't know my like I've never met my MP, for instance. Um, however, I imagine through surveys, through stuff like that. He might not, excuse me, he might not be going through what I'm going through, but it's a matter of gathering information and, and figuring and yeah, out I agree. what everyone else is. I agree, doing. I think um, even in that, mm. even in, in that like survey information gathering and stuff, you need to understand the demographic you're trying to engage with. Yeah. So it, it's like if I'm trying to engage with um, teens from a specific area, <coughs> And I, <coughs> sorry, and I serve them lunch, but the lunch lunch is sandwiches. I'm okay. I'm I'm trying to engage with teens from Mitcham, and I serve them lunch, which is sandwiches. Now I'm not trying to say people in Mitcham don't eat sandwiches, but I think it would be a better shout if I serve them meat. If I serve them like something <laughs> substantial, racist. <laughs> if I serve them something substantial, yeah. Not saying sandwiches aren't substantial, whatever. Innit? But it's like I might go about trying to gather this information in a way that actually determines that I don't know the people I'm trying to gather information from. Now, obviously, that is part of the information gathering because I'm trying to get to know them and everything like that. But that also builds a relationship in which I'm actively pursuing this, this relationship to whatever it looks like. But then that relationship like. can't exist, especially on a...
presidential level with personally. everyone. It can't exist. Mm. It can't exist personally, but it can exist from from as you said the chain of whatever you put in place, mm. and whatever you put in place will reflect what your understanding is of that demographic you're trying yeah. to. Yeah. Um, engage with yeah. now obviously you're not going to know that demographic in and out so you're going to have to employ people or have people on, on board who do know that demographic mm -hmm. and are able to advise you and able to take you through but all of that takes work yeah. and what I'm trying to say is I'm currently in a position where I don't even have that link I don't have that chain mine is just do give do give so it's like create content give it to them and there isn't that loop where it's almost gaining some information back from them and it's almost doing it in the same channels that has been done before without evaluating if it's if it's feasible or if like the season for that has changed and something else needs to be put in place okay and so i'm just like um and so even in church wise i don't necessarily see it as just the the quote-unquote church you go to on a sunday but also the body of believers that you're around on a day-to-day -day. so with you guys, I believe that for the most part, I'm in touch with you guys. Like anything can happen and like we're, we're in contact with one another. We, for the most part, know what's happening. Um, oh, from Robert who doesn't want to share his girl with us. You know, like that. <laughs> There's no girl. I, you hear that all the out there? There's no girl. Man said he doesn't want to share his girl applications, with us. Applications are too open. That, <laughs> like that. This isn't that type of relationship. I just want to introduce. <laughs> There shall be no share. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's like, and plus, I know that this isn't the only faith-based um, community that we're in. We've got other pockets that we're in as well, and we're able to kind of tap into to different degrees. Um, mm. So yeah, it's just how engaged are you to whatever degree is appropriate within your within that. Um, church as quote-unquote church wise no and I, i'm not i'm not that engaged i, I was going to ask as well though if that's a if an element there is personality and whether or not you know engagement would be genuine given your temperaments given the kind of person you are because i'm thinking about myself or i'm thinking about someone like robert who maybe might not be as um outspoken or you know extrovert, extrovert you yeah. know to Engage with everyone. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think. No, go ahead. The man's waiting for the right time. The microphone went to his mouth like he was going to say something. But I think you know, within the, uh, even in the church setting, I, I don't think it's like. So in my church, when someone new comes, they've got you know people go and say hello mm -hmm. and, and stuff, and that's gen it's generally not me. It's not mm. like I don't like you. I don't know you and I just don't feel comfortable coming and shaking your hand and saying hello and smiling because it's not me. Mm. It's just not me. It's smiling not is not you. It's, it's not natural. It's a, it's a show of weakness. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. It's like, it's, it's genuinely not natural to mm. who I am. However, if we're in the same, like, if, you know, we're in... The media room. Exactly. Like, it's easier because we're, I don't know, it's just naturally... It's easier for me to then interact there. And like mm. I said, maybe smaller compartments. Yeah. But I think even within that, that exists within the church. And I don't think necessarily that that's out of touch or wrong. I think part of it might just come down to personality. Like, well, yeah. I was citing yeah. Robert. Robert will speak to the whole church. But from my understanding, he's more familiar with, like, the worship team, mm. which are the guys that he works with. And I don't think that's... I don't think that's... 
out of touch. I just think that's by nature of your personality. Mm. You just find yourself it's easier for you to interact with these people and give them yourself. Mm. Yeah, and I I agree. I I agree. I think what I was almost alluding to is when even that's not happening. Okay. When it's very much just proactive. So it isn't just... um, So my conversation with you is, have you done the rotor for this week? All right, cool. Yeah, I'm going back into the office. Mm. It isn't necessarily a case of, oh, how are you? Like, what's going on? Like, mm-hmm. how, how is it? And I'm not saying you need to bust combo for you to be in touch with people. I'm just trying to say having genuine conversation that isn't just focused on the task, but there's a um, interest in the person. And it doesn't have to, you, like, I can't sustain that level of interest for everyone in the church. I just won't handle it. And as you were saying, it's like there will be some sort of mutual ground which will then um, facilitate the growth of a relationship. Mm. Um, and so, so long as that's in place and that's going, I'm like, yeah, you're you're to a degree embedded within the church, even if it's within the media team or within the worship team, you're still embedded within it. Um, but when that's not happening, then it's like you almost feel as though I'm here, I'm talking to these people, but I'm not really talking to these people, if that makes sense. Yeah, how about yourself? Um, so one thing God's been teaching me lately, um, so I, I, I've been doing this leadership course, and um, one, so I've been, I've been given a task for this month, which is to engage in more small talk, because okay. <laughs> I run away from that <laughs> like the plague. And um, yeah, so like in church, my, my, my task is to have, have like two minutes of small talk with at least four people. Every Sunday, <laughs> two minutes, two minutes. Yeah. Which seems That's like a lifetime. <laughs> That's a piece. And um, but outside of that, I was I was walking through London Bridge the other day, and I saw one of the guys who comes to like one of our to like some of our like midweek homeless programs, mm. and they were just chatting. Like he and I get get on really well. And whilst we were talking, I felt God saying to me, "Small talk is only hard." when you don't care about the person that you're talking to mm. and in you being a, a christian you should be caring about everyone mm. so i get what you're saying about temperament mm. but i feel like everyone has has a, a different temperaments and and when your temperament and someone else's temperament come together that creates something so, synergy yeah so like so like if peter's <laughs> temperament is red a man is blue when we get together we create a purple mm. and that temperament even though it might not be peter's favorite that space still allows for conversations to be had mm. if effort is put in mm. um which might not be natural but maybe that naturalness is what is needed in mm. that situation. I do think um, the Western society has become very individ- individ- individualized in that it's all about me, self, I can do, my likes, blah, 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 this and that. Um, and so sometimes like just going out of your comfort zone to engage with different people. Like I have engaged with different people and found out so much that have ha- that has impacted me. Um, I do agree. I do see the. Ch- I do agree with you. I, I do see the challenges in that. 
it is uncomfortable. Um, and it does take you out of yourself to engage with these people. Um, but I feel life is meant to be lived as a community. And without a community, it's <coughs> you're not really living life. Yeah. You're just kind of existing. Yeah. Peter's think deep in thought. I mean, I hear what you guys are saying. What? And <laughs> and if I'll just get to the butt quickly. <laughs> I, I well I don't know. I don't know if it's if I'm being stubborn or if it's just um if it's just a natural thing or if it's just different lanes because it's sounding a lot to me like having conversation is important. <laughs> <laughs> or having conversation with people that maybe you don't know or that you don't um you know, you don't have relationships with is important. And I don't know that it is. Like, I, well, not to say it's not important. I don't know if it's important for me. <laughs> because I don't like having conversations with people that I don't know. And if we're not talking about anything, and I'm just like, hi, hello. I was like, I can care about you from afar, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I would counter that by saying that we wouldn't be here if not for those initial conversations, not knowing that we would actually have something common to build a friendship upon. Absolutely. But there was a mutuality that yeah. brought the conversation about, which was engineering for you to you are on the same course. Mm. Uh, you say that. When did we start talking? <laughs> the beginning of second year. The beginning of second year. <laughs> but wasn't it June? Okay. Where? Where? Dude, it wasn't until, it wasn't until ending of last year, of first year, that I actually met like Ade and mm. those guys. And then through them started Unite and then through Unite met these guys in, who happened to be on my course. So. Mud. Yeah. So, but, so, so my thing is like that was ordained. That was God leading us to be in the same area, and I believe that's what God does. Like, if there's someone that I need to speak to, God will lead me to <laughs> speak to them. If Otherwise, I don't need to speak to you, to speak God to is them. leading me this to is, you. Is, I think, I think what the thing that I would push back on isn't the whole premise, but on the notion of conversation being um, like key. I would say community. Um, because mm. it's if we're striving to build community, then we will strive to do whatever is conducive for community. But then, can you have community without without communication? So that's the thing. Conversation almost to, um, speaks to verbal, like face to face. But in building community, we have online community, we have gaming communities, we, we've got digital communities, we've got communities that still has conversation but it isn't verbal. There's different sources for me. Like I can send you guys a video, and like. Oh, cool, yeah. I have co- I have communicated through that video, if that makes sense. You've communicated through the video, but there's still, if, even though it's, 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 it's not verbal, it's still communi- communicating. Yeah. But, 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 but send us the video saying, I want you to watch this video. Yeah. But that's, I, that's, I think, that's an implication of yeah, sending I, the video. I, I think the difference that I see anyway with communicating and conversation is, we can communicate, as as Mo said, even though, as he said, he's suggesting, can you watch his video by sending it? It's it's communication all the same because it's giving me a glimpse into maybe what he finds funny or what he finds important. And I'm watching that my reaction tells him how I feel about that. Whereas with a conversation, especially with the small talk aspect of things, for me personally, that's difficult. Just coming up to you and then bringing up conversation like, well, nice weather. The worst, you know, the worst. Like, okay, yeah, I can see they talk about it on news. Like, why are we talking about weather? We don't care about the weather. Like, I, I don't know. It's, it's snowing outside. 
<laughs> way to state the obvious you know show me don't tell me like i'm just i don't know maybe it's just me i i struggle with it i've struggled with it oh, no, 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 since no, no, day no. But, i get you and yeah I, sh- I struggle with it too but um i do think it's i, f- I think it's important mm. because that's how gaming communities and like online communities are all well and good but in the here and now where you are i feel like those are the conversations like conversations are what are going to lead to the community being built mm. but what about when you don't like it's just not in you to have to start those sort of conversations oh. it wasn't in you to follow jesus and then jesus came and bam <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, like, i said like um i think <laughs> of <laughs> i think of what do i think of no, I, I, I don't think that's the, that's the right analogy. But <laughs> <laughs> think of these babes that they don't want to have conversation with me. <laughs> Never heard that one before. <laughs> no, okay. So I was thinking about Moses and, and how Moses was saying that. Um, that's different. How's that different? That's very different because Moses was saying, "I can't talk. I'm a stutterer. Don't send me." Moses was saying, "Don't send me to go in and save your people." That's very different. That wasn't small talk. That was like <laughs> that was let my people go. Like, no, that, that was Exodus. No, no, but but that's but that's. Something that didn't come naturally to him, but no, God, God, no, no, God, no, 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 God no. equipped him to. He to was be. making excuses. This isn't. This isn't. He made, no, no, no. He, he, you're making excuses, <laughs> <laughs> but God can still equip you no, to be able oh, to go and do no, the thing. No, this was God saying, "Go and then take my people out of Israel, out of Egypt." And Moses saying, "Can't you send anyone else?" Like. I can't talk. I can't do this. I can't do this. How are they going to believe me? This is that's different. That's completely different. How's We're different? talking about small talk. This isn't burning bush. <laughs> this is talking about the weather. <laughs> this is like different. But but it does kind of bear the point of a conversation led to the formation of the Israel nation in that regard, in which the conversation of let my people go, arguably like solidified the identity of the Jewish nation and actually brought them into what God had for them in terms of Sinai and stuff. And conversations... Wait, are you guys equating small talk to... <laughs> let my people go. The, the dangerous, incredible feats of let my people go. Are you guys equating these two? No, no, no. I'm, you I'm, make it seem like small talk is, is so much more harder than, the, the, than what Moses had to do. Not harder. It's just not... It's not... It's not necessary. <laughs> <laughs> not to me like again I'm saying to me because like if God said you have to engage it, I'm sure he's teaching you something through it it's just that's never been my testimony if that makes sense that's why I'm, I keep saying to me because I don't feel led to go in and strike up conversation with that like it just doesn't it's, I don't feel led to do it I don't feel <laughs> at all like any inclination towards it if I if I hear someone's not here like if 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 I feel so I feel if I need to know something God lets me know it through whatever means it is. And regardless of whether or not we have a conversational relationship, if I need to do something, then I do it because that's different. Like, um, I don't know how to say it without, because you guys don't know the person. There's a girl, she, so like, well. What's her name? <laughs> she was like feeling, or she seemed like she was down. We don't necessarily have a conversational relationship, but she's like, in my wife's circle of friends. I had uh, no issue. Just in your gravitational yeah, pull. <laughs> Not in my wide Not circle of friends. I tried to be there for, for, for his wife's friend, you no, know. No, what I'm saying is, it was much easier to... Oh, in your wife's circle, circle of, of friends. Oh. Yeah. It's much easier to 
speak to her like is everything all right are you cool like what's what's going on kind of thing in that se- in that situation because i felt like i only picked up on the fact that she wasn't doing too well because god wanted me to do something about it and outside of that there's no need to go in and strike up conversation with you for for what like <laughs> for me it's just that's the difficult i'm trying to see if that's wrong but you guys aren't convincing me so my thing is <coughs> god has been convicting me about the notion of community the notion of knowing and being known okay um from the perspective obviously with him firstly but also with those around us like god didn't create us to live in a silo um that we are to live in a community of people we do live in a community of people and life can only be lived in a community um yeah life can only be lived in a community and so the relationship it, the relationship that we have is the is the relationship that we have is almost the ground in which the community is birthed from okay so the different relationships that you have forms the ground in which that community is birthed from mm-hmm. and like the community will have like its own set of norms um things that it's allowed aren't allowed blah 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 stuff like that but that's all within the relationship that kind of is formed within the uh, people in that and with me knowing that the relationship is what the community is built built upon makes me place emphasis on building relationships with people um now there is still the emphasis on which it's like show not necessarily show me who to build relationships with but it's almost i want to be available to whoever you bring in terms of building this relationship and actually pouring p- things into you, but still being open to being genuine and having genuine interactions with anyone who comes my way, mm-hmm. not knowing who God's going to put um, an emphasis on, continue talking to this person, continue talking to that person. Not necessarily don't talk to this person, but okay, conversation's done. Focus on this person, focus on that person for different reasons, different seasons. Um, so yeah, I think, because I'm focused on community, I'm focused on relationships, building relationships and allowing people to know that they're seen, know know the emphasis placed on them. But I know that for different people, it looks different in terms of Robert might need certain sort of affirmation than you or whatever. And it's the way that I talk to you might not be appropriate to the way that I talk to him and vice versa. And so it's learning the different relationships and different things like that. Um, so I, for me, it's community, it's relationships, and whatever advances a relationship, especially relationships that I feel God is putting an emphasis on, I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm up for it. Um, whether And that that won't be with everyone. It, it, by virtue of how, how communities are, it, it won't be with everyone. Um, but yeah. I would just say, like especially, like, especially within your church community, you shouldn't, you shouldn't write off a relationship you haven't tried to build. Okay. <laughs> yes, because because if you're a church family, I feel like you have a responsibility to everyone within your church because because that's part of of like being a body is looking out for the different parts of the body. Okay. So there have been people in my church where um, I've had relationships with. They may have broken down. but Broken up, sorry. Bro- broken down. Oh, okay. <laughs> broken up. <laughs> <laughs> that would be crazy. Man's leading worship people just screwing them. That's my ex over there. <laughs> I just feel like you never know what can come about of 
communicating with someone, have forming a relationship with someone. Mm. Because it might never be for, 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 for your benefit. It, 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 it could be for theirs. And I don't believe that you have to wait on God to tell you to do that <laughs> before you do it. I think mine, come, mine comes back to um, love your neighbour as yourself. There's a notion of knowing yourself, loving yourself, and there's also the notion of loving your neighbour. So I would even argue, um, not just in church, because um, when Jesus was asked, who's my neighbour? He was like, essentially, the person who's right beside you. Yeah, Peter. Um, I mean, I love myself. I love my silence, and I love people by giving them that silence. <laughs> I can, so, see, I can see why I have so, so many problems with your friendships. <laughs> I don't have problems with my friendships. Because he doesn't have any friendships. Uh, I can tell you a couple of stories. Um, <laughs> he had one story. Oh, no, I've got there's, there's one more. story. There's more pizza. So, yeah, I very much see it as. Even with that, I tried to reach out and then. Go say, shut say, down. Say and then get shut down. No, I told you, I sent her a message and she didn't reply. No, 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 so, no, he got no, shut well. down. Nah, it just. Where'd you send that message? I think it was Instagram. Did you have a phone number? I have a new one now. Uh, I didn't have it then. If you say so. She hadn't sent it to me. And she's listening, so shout out. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, in loving your neighbor, I'm, I'm, I'm convinced that I want to do right by the people that are beside me, um, wherever I am. Um, so when I'm, at, when I'm at church, I want to do right by those who are around me. When I'm at home, I want to do right by those who are around me. When I'm walking on the street, I want to do right by those who are around me. Um, and that's just, that for me it comes down to the whole um, commandment of loving your neighbor as yourself and your neighbor being those who are around you. Um, for some, it might be cool. I'm not going to talk to you. Do you? For others, it might be like, oh, you're struggling with that shopping. Can I help you? You're trying to cross the road and you're moving slow. The buses are coming. Like just pra- tangible things that in which I can help you out with. Um, and again, just allowing the person to know that they're, they're seen. So yeah, for me, just building community, loving others as as I love myself. Um, yeah. yeah. Cool. Hookups. Oh yeah. Oh snap. Do you know what we didn't we didn't like do a feat, but it's cool. A- we don't need to do that. Nah. In terms of coming back to what we about being out of touch. Yeah. Being out. Of, oh yeah. Let's let's round it up. Let's round it up properly. Okay. So Peter, are you gonna work on being out of touch? <laughs> Am I going to what? <laughs> Am I going to let people touch? What? 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 Are you going to work on being out of touch? Uh, if that's what's going through your mind, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll pay attention as to whether or not I am. I think, and try to have conversations with people at church. It's not necessary. <laughs> it's, not, it's just not necessary. Okay. Yeah, I guess. All right, and we can come back next week and see how it went. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't say if you were out of touch or not. Or um, if you felt like there were areas where you were out of touch. Um, I feel like I, I, when there are things I've been struggling with that I no longer struggle with and p- other people are struggling with them, I know I can be a bit like, oh, you're, still, you're still stuck on this. <laughs> I passed that stage ages ago. <laughs> Man's looking that that self righteousness. I know it's down bad. On you. It's bad, but I've I've identified it and I'm working on it. <laughs> um, no, but I do think that it's very easy to look back on seasons in your life and think, oh, that's not that's not as hard as you may have felt it as you may have felt it was being in the midst of that season. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah. I guess that's why people like single people. T- 
hate when people in relationships give them advice because <laughs> they, they make it sound so easy. Mm. When it wasn't. <laughs> no. no. But yeah. Okay. Hookups now? Go on. Hookups, hookups, hookups. I'm going to go first. Okay. I've got a book, Red Moon Rising, by Peter Grieg and Dave Roberts. It's a book about rediscovering the power of prayer. So it's, it's, mm. it's the story about this um, 24-7 prayer movement. Mm. That happened. Um, I think they they started in like nineteen ninety nine, something like that, or like in two thousand. So it's like um, a bunch of guys that started praying, and they wanted to see whether they could pray continuously, like every hour on the hour, for like a year. And it's, and it's just a story about how that um, movement got off the ground. Okay. Um, really interesting book. Red Moon Rising is to do with a scripture in Acts. I think it is. Yep. Um, Acts 2.17 I'll pour out my spirit on all the people Your sons and daughters will prophesy Your young men will see visions Then the sun will turn to darkness And the moon to blood Red moon rising Really good book I do recommend it Check it out On Audible (laughs) Don't plug them unless they're going to Sorry? Don't plug them unless they're going to um, Sponsor us (laughs) Alright My hookup will be an app um, I use it to. I used to use it to stay on top of tasks. I have switched to a different app, but I think this one is good for anyone who wants to uh, use it. It's a very simple app. It literally is a widget that sits. So this is just for the Android people. <laughs> <laughs> it sits on your home screen, and you've literally got tasks um, separated into today, tomorrow, and someday. And if you click it, you can add a task. Uh, your task for tomorrow will get refreshed to today. It's a very nice minimal um, widget on your screen. Very simple to add tasks and to swipe them to complete them. And I just use it to like keep uh, keep on top of. I used it to keep on top of like tasks that I wanted to get done uh, in a specific day or over the course of a week or something like that. So I've just changed to another one because of Google um, integration, but. Stuff. It's called stuff. I never said what it was called. It's called stuff, and it's just a task, um, a task list widget that sits on your home screen. So it's a useful one. It's a nice one as well. It's clean. So yeah. See if it's on iOS. It's not on iOS because you guys don't have. It may be on iOS. It yeah? isn't. Let me let me look at it right now. Yeah. As I do my hookup. Feel free. Please so update us as well. I won't um, be updating. Not finding. I will not be updating. Yeah. <laughs> just just so you know, search. S T U double F. So basically, <laughs> still scrolling. <laughs> <laughs> so is it, is it just stuff? Just stuff. <laughs> it's not on iOS. Well, this is awkward. That's <laughs> predicted. What's your hookup, man? So my hookup is a bit of a. It's like it's like my hookup and I was like just go to a park. And people was like it's just gonna pop a picture of, of trees. Um my hookup is analog. Like it's analog. Okay. So try like the thing that you use the most, the digital thing that you use the most, try use the analog version of it. <laughs> it's the analog version of Snapchat. <laughs> Nothing. Polaroid. A camera. The Polaroid camera. 
Well, no, but you can't share it. The person, yeah, that's a picture. Snapchat. That's a picture. Yeah, Snapchat vanishes, doesn't it? No, but I mean the the actual Sing item. <laughs> <laughs> the actual item that you use, so mm. a physical item. So if it's like you, a digital item that you use. So if it's like, <coughs> if you're an illustrator, and you do a lot of, um, this is this more so could be for like the creatives. If you're an illustrator and you do a lot of digital art, try go like a month without digital art just do everything by hand or intentionally like just pursue um kill some trees in pursue drawing on pen, uh, paper and pen or pencil if you're a photographer intentionally pursue going back to to film um uh, we we definitely or i have definitely taken for granted some and some things as a creative simply because of the digital what digital allows me and the convenience that it, it comes with and so when I'm shooting I can literally fire off three four shots of photography and um, <clears throat> then think oh what, what was my composition saying and then review it and be like oh, actually now this was off let me do it again but when I was shooting analog I was like no I need to make sure this frame is right because I only have 36 shots exposures and so it made me slow down and it actually made me enjoy the event a lot more because I was like, I need to wait for the shots. I just can't fire at everything and then hope I didn't pick the shots as it comes. And even illustration, going back to just paper and stuff. So yeah, I would say for creatives, um, especially use the analog version of what you're doing digitally, if you can, because um, hopefully it will improve your creativity and just the way that you do things. Cool, thank you guys. I feel like I've set myself up for like a hell of a question next week. Well, <laughs> under sorry, not sorry. <laughs> I feel like I'm to research. Fam, I'm, I'm coming back with with a doozy. I have no problem saying I don't know. I'll find <laughs> out. <laughs> All right, let's go. Shout out to Richard Intro Outro Music, Calvin Tender for the Ordinary, the amazing logo. You can find us at Twitter at TheFunchUK. Email, email us at tbsfunders.hotmail.com. You can find us uh, at soundcloud.com forward slash Blacksmith's Furnace with the apostrophe on all good podcasting websites and apps, including Spotify now. Including Spotify. Cheers. Shout out to Ade. Ade from On Court, Off Court. Oh, for it. Shout out to Ade. What's his surname? Um, I feel like it's Balagon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that's not how you pronounce it. In yeah, of course <laughs> not. No. It's probably short for something as well. Don't be rude, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. No, but shout out to him. He he really helped out um, getting us on Spotify. So now we're on Spotify. Except for the Blacks with Fairness. Then so do we get money from, from that? No, you don't get money from it. No, we'd get money if we had like sponsors and stuff. And then we monetized. But don't you get sponsors for putting stuff on Spotify? No, well, you can use Spotify to get sponsors and say, look, we get this many hits on Spotify. Mm. So give us money to click, um to plug your stuff. But, yeah. What's the time come and sponsor us, man? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not pursuing it yet. I don't feel like. Hurry up and change your mind. <laughs> need all the sponsors. Pray, pray, pray to God first. Peter's not going to change his mind until he hears God saying <laughs> you need to monetize it. So if you want him to monetize it, you need to be praying. Because <laughs> it's stress. <laughs> stress to this. Yeah, now. Okay. Uniqlo. Why would they sponsor us? Maybe they'll have a range of fire resistant virus. <laughs> they don't like clothes. I see I see someone like relevant or like yeah, um who? 
relevant the christian magazine, magazine. So, you, you, you don't even know can we not get can we not get non-christian right. sponsors well, Grant, we, if they want to but would they want to yes plus no at the beginning the whole point of it was if we're going to get sponsored it will be people that i think or people that we think are beneficial to the body mm. not grand like pre- premier gospel What's wrong with Grant? Yeah. Uh? <laughs> 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 Actually, no, no, you know, they're good. They're good. They're good. They're good. No, because uh, do you know what? Yeah, any sponsorship would just went out the window. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sunday hey, evenings. Hey, Premier Gospel. They've got some good Mo, I, I said your name, Mo. So if you want to spot, holler me. Yeah, no, no, no. I need to, I need to play um, them Sunday evenings. They've got some good jazz. It's, it's, it's dope. It's dope. Yeah. Can you have gospel jazz? Yeah, like it'll just be. Normal songs, but with jazz instruments, like saxophone and stuff like that. And I've, yeah. I know someone who plays the blues um, saxophone, but it's his reflections on scripture. Mm. So who like read the scripture, meditate, reflect, and then just come out with something and then record it. Okay. Hey, Premier, we're here, we're here if you want to. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Anyway, anyway, um, I think that's everything. Cool. And I guess this is the Blacksmith's Furnace signing out. Thank you for listening.